0: Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Another Christmas period, and all that that brings. The packed parking lots, the festive yuletide happy hours, cooking and eating the fatted calf. And maybe in a quiet, reflective moment, a spark of Christmas spirit will catch flame inside you, and for a few seconds or moments or, if you're lucky, hours, you'll feel a deep sense of peace and connection with your fellow man of the universe that you recognize as the Christmas spirit. Those tantalizing moments are tragically short-lived. Some of us complain that they don't like this time of year because we should have this spirit all year round. It's fake and phony, they say. But it doesn't feel that way to any who are still enough to allow themselves to receive the grace and depth of that spirit. The Holy Spirit, we can call it. And we should take time to remember that this time of year is for honoring that divine presence. Yes, Christmas of all times, It's time to remember that. Glorification and the Christmas Spirit, today, on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Well, at this time of year, it's customary to remember friends and family, and I'm a long way from my true family, but surrounded by friends, and uh, especially you listening to our radio programs. So I give you, our Stop Radio Network listeners, a big all-the-best-of-the-season to you. I first produced this radio program in December of 2012, but I wanted to give it a fresh airing here again. One of the things we can lament about this season is its fleeting nature. We touch into the values and spirit of the time intermittently, and note their absence as they pass, vowing to make a more conscious effort to keep Christmas in our hearts all year long, as Scrooge put it. But we seldom succeed. And I don't want this radio program, this beautiful and sacred expression of the true meaning of Christmas, to pass too quickly either, and so I'm repeating it again. We live in troubled times. I hardly need to remind you of that. And people look for comfort in many forms—family, job security, financial independence. Even alcohol and snack food have been used to try to find peace and comfort when we feel lacking. And a lack we do feel, even in those privileged parts of the world like Canada, where I hail from, because social ease and almost equal opportunity, significant as they are, do not substitute for the inner peace that comes from living a life in service to others linked to the greatest virtue and faith. And it is in this latter that we have become poor. We become cynical of those qualities that the greatest among us have adopted as their way. We've traded certainty of vision for the dark glasses of moral relativity. We have forgotten at best, or callously ignored at worst, that a heart full of grace, as Dr. King put it, is something to strive for, that forgiveness and tolerance are great virtues, that love is a beautiful driver of our soul. We think so little of these that the overwhelming crush of consumerism and competition and superiority takes us over. Until we begin to believe that these are just the way it is, and we suck it up and dive in there. Except at Christmas time. Maybe something else passes through our hearts. Maybe another voice sounds inside us that reminds us of the deeper purpose and meaning. Our show today is about that honoring the Christmas spirit all year long. Today, on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head.
1: Thinking with somebody else's head, healing through consciousness, analyzing the 1%, and The Conscious Company. This is
2: the Stop Radio Network. I remember a client, she has a ear problem, the syndrome. When the person starts to get deaf.
0: A landmark psychological science that helps us understand physical disease.
2: But with analysis, the syndrome stopped developing.
0: And helped solve it without drugs or surgery.
2: So doctors told her, now you are a healthy person. Take back your normal life.
0: Healing Through Consciousness by Claudia Bernhard Pacheco is a profound book loaded with case studies that explain the root cause of our health problems.
2: And this morning, she woke up with a heavy heart as if... She was expecting something different from the doctor.
0: And what we can do to really solve them, not just take away the symptoms.
2: So the most difficult aspect is for her to even suspect that she has an inner life that she's not aware of.
0: Claudia bernhardt Pacheco's Healing Through Consciousness, the revolutionary scientific method that treats both mental and physical illness through dialogue alone, making clinical treatment, medicines, and hospital Unnecessary. Buy Healing Through Consciousness today in the bookstore at stop.org.br. The cycle is centuries old. Man creates a sick society as he's increasingly sickened by it.
2: Kepi is always concerned with the concept of democracy and freedom and a good society to improve the quality of life and the beauty since a long time ago.
0: In health, energy, education, economics, in every area of human endeavor, Analytical Trilogy disinverts the prevailing mindset and puts humanity on the right path again.
1: of alienation is a struggle against seeing one's inner self. Norberto Cappi.
2: Disinverting the human being and society. This is the Stop Radio Network. You're listening to the
0: Stop Radio Network. Richard Lloyd Jones with you. Our program Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. And Claudia Bernhapasheku is with me again. Good morning, dear Claudia.
2: Good morning, John. <laughs> Good morning, our listeners.
0: Yeah. We're coming close to the end of the world now. Why are you smiling? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been I'm reading about smiling
2: this. because <laughs> if the end of the world means the end of this world i'm happy <laughs> yeah, me, too, me
0: too exactly
2: <laughs> this organization this world order, this spirit that we are now having to
0: deal with oh.
2: Deal do you and to, like, to carry like a cross. Yeah. You're carrying a big cross now lately.
0: I was thinking of this because I was doing the introduction to uh, a recent program we did called uh, The Science of Spirits. And I, as I was writing it, I, I have many impressions as I'm writing these shows, you know, writing the introduction to these shows, which I, I decided when I first started this program, I was going to be very faithful in scripting, not just going off the top of my head. I have many experiences that I'm writing these. One is that I often feel a lot of spiritual help, like an assistance. Ideas put in my mind, go to this book of Dr. Kepi's for inspiration, things that come to me that way. At the same time, I have a lot of contact with my friends from Canada who are not very much believers in this aspect of what we talk about in our radio programs. They they like a lot our social issues that we talk about. But when we get into these things more spiritual, more esoteric, transcendental, uh, this is more difficult for them.
2: It's interesting because more and more lately you you can watch uh, TV programs that speak about ghosts, Visions, demons, exorcisms, possessions, being haunted, seeing things that apparently doesn't do not exist. Okay. Children that are uh, followed by spirits and they talk to spirits. But more and more and more, those channels they bring a lot of options of those films. Interesting, your friends are yeah. so backwarded. Yeah,
0: <laughs> this is. I come from this world, you know, and and uh, it's so interesting because uh, it's like as I'm writing, I can feel this kind of resistance, which is also is in me, of course. But I can feel it in, related to what would my friend say if he heard this. Uh-huh. So I have to plunge forward, and so I, I like these programs a lot because they give me an opportunity to. Uh-huh. deepen in my understanding So well, here we are coming to the the end of the world as we know it and uh, i was reading uh you and i received uh, an email actually i received this from one of our listeners actually mm. about uh, a doctor's experience with the afterlife uh, called heaven is real it's a book he wrote and one of our lovely listeners margaret Sent me this article, thinking that you and I would be interested in this, and of course
2: we are. I I am, and I read this article she sent. Yeah. I didn't read the book yet. Yeah, but I read the article, and I appreciated it a lot. And for sure. And Margaret's a faithful
0: listener. She's been listening for a number of years. She sends me every once in a while. Sends me articles. If you want to send ideas for us, we're really open to that. Jones at stop dot org dot br. But he described, in one of the things he described in his. Coma. He was in a coma for seven days, I believe, and um, yeah. Then he he came out of the coma after seven days. Back in but you 2000- have to
2: mention that before that, he was absolutely s- skeptical yeah. you know, about those uh, life after life experiences or yeah. life after death, death experiences. Yeah, yeah. People that go and come back. Yeah, he understood the. Uh, it was a Product of the activity of the cells, brain cells and these things. Yeah,
0: neurons were not neurons, firing correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. He, he's, a, he's a neurosurgeon.
2: And another actually. interesting thing, this is the second case that I see about n- n- neuron surgeons yeah. being affected in their neurons. <laughs> Having, one is a French doctor that wrote a book about how to heal, how he healed his cancer, the brain cancer, very, very rare kind of brain cancer, and it was exactly in the in the part of the brain that he was researching about. And, uh, yeah, and this guy also he was studying the the brain cells, mm-hmm. and he somatized in his brain. <laughs> so this is so amazing because this is this is very common, like singers somatize in the throat. Ah, oh, for sure. Uh, Heart, doctors of the heart, cardiologists, they many times traumatized in the heart. Um,
0: Piano players hurt their hands. Yes.
2: So this is so amazing to see that there is something going on in this area when people are interested in some professions and they focus in that area. And if the focusing of that area is due uh, to some unconscious motive or if they are focusing wrongly that study, you feel the consequences because energetically speaking, conceptually speaking, you are uh, uh, dealing with wrong energies. This is so amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. If you do a research on that, if anyone does a a serious research, they will find amazing data. How often a person dies... Out of a, a disease or an accident related to his field of interest,
0: that's incredible. Like a resonance in some way, like a. It's
2: interesting, a, yeah. and also some psychiatrists, many many cases of suicidal attempt and suicidal succeeded suicidal people that they commit suicide. Yeah. And um, many of them are b- uh, belonging to the uh, psychiatrists, uh, to the psychiatrist field. psychiatry field, Incredible. psychiatric field.
0: Well, as you said, this doctor from uh, Harvard Medical School, and uh, he's the son of a neurosurgeon, and is a neurosurgeon himself, was very much oriented to the traditional modern view of medicine, which would say that these kinds of near-death experiences are products of Fantasy or delusion or some something wrong in the brain circuitry, as you suggested, and he's written this book to show that that's not at all what happened. He is now converted to a, a larger uh, perspective, and he says that his his uh, he journeyed to another larger dimension of the universe. Literally, went there. His consciousness did a dimension he'd never dreamed existed before and uh, which the old pre-coma hymn would have been more than happy to explain was a simple impossibility, but it happened to him. And one of the things he described, Claudia, that gives me great, a great uh, feeling of uh, expansion in my heart is this. He said that um, there were flocks of transparent, shimmering beings arced across the sky leaving long streamer-like lines behind them. (laughs) Uh, That makes my my heart sore. He said, birds, angels, those words registered later when he was writing down his recollections, but neither of those words do justice to the beings himself, which were quite simply different from anything he's ever known on this planet. They were more advanced Higher forms. But tell
2: more. They sang, right?
0: They sang. And
2: if they didn't, what would happen to them? They would explode of happiness. Something like this. Go see if you find this. So I've just
0: got a couple of pages here. He said a sound, huge and booming like a glorious chant, came down from above. And I wondered if the winged beings were producing it. Again, thinking about it later, it occurred to me that the joy of these creatures as they soared along was such that they had to make this noise, that if the joy didn't come out of them this way, Mm -hmm. then they would simply not otherwise be able to contain it. Yes. (laughs) They would explode or something, as you said. The sound was palpable, almost material, like a rain that you can feel on your skin but doesn't get you wet. Look at that description; is so beautiful. Yeah,
2: it's a kind of energy, manifestation of energy, God's energy, that we don't we don't have the slight no idea, slight idea.
0: I think we experience it a little bit when we listen to music that we love. We can be lifted. But in this sense of feeling it like a palpable, so heaven material. is much
2: better than earth <laughs> as it is. Yeah. Now. Presently, but you know something, Jones. When I was younger and I, I was a kid. Sometimes I felt so happy that I had to express some of my happiness, because if I didn't, I felt I would explode. (laughs) Wow! And this uh, kind of joy manifested after very simple feelings of love, affection. Simple things of life. Sometimes my mother said, "Claudia, let's go to Fera." Like uh, Fera was a place on the streets, yeah, a street. Yeah, street fair, a little street, street market. Fair, yeah, yeah, where you buy cheese and ham and biscuits and and fruits. Yeah. Now it, we have very few of those in São Paulo nowadays. But it used to be so fun for a child to go with their mother or yeah. her, his mother, her mother, yeah. to. A place like this. So I was jumping like high. I made, I did, like I gave high jumps. Yeah, yeah. So I screamed of joy. And later in life, I had many times this sensation of having such a joy inside that I could not bear it. And, and this I always felt it was linked to directly to God and to simple things, simple things like Christmas time, yeah. uh, seeing a friend, being with someone you love, and thinking about the mercy and the love of God and he and thinking about his uh, birth on the like here the Christmas day or night or time, so all these feelings of affection and being alive just by themselves should bring us naturally this feeling of joy that he describes there. Beautiful. Yeah, and we are losing so much.
0: No, oh my gosh.
2: We are losing uh, no, so we're losing so much. No, we're Richard.
0: we're living in a in like a little narrow band of experience, Claudia, where we try to squeeze out a little bit of joy with these um, totally secondary things. This level and of And it's not even joy, happiness. it's just pleasure, yeah, isn't maybe, it? Yeah. It's a
2: kind of pathological pleasure because joy as he describes in this text, it's very much linked to divine energies. Yeah. Very much so. So,
0: Be- Beethoven used to say that he could feel God, here. he could hear God shouting in his head. Yeah. And the only thing that gave him relief was to write it down. Yes, So he literally wrote yes. down what he heard in this his
2: head. This is what happened with the book Glorification that Dr. Kepi wrote. Ah, yes. I remember I was with him many of the the nights or days where he got those inspirations from God. And he it was a, a necessity for him to write what he received from the divine voice, divine uh, sound in inside of himself, so the book glorification was completely totally written under inspiration and it's not only a theological book it's mostly a scientific book, very therapeutic book, very beautiful by the way yeah. and he used to wake up during the night three, two, three in the in the morning. And and he said, let's go to the top of the mountain. And so he will see the stars a little bit. And we walked uh, in a small road and we went in the top of the hills in a countryside house we had. And he was like, and we were watching the sky and seeing millions in this dark night with no Interference of electricity or any other interference, so you could see heaven almost through sky, like transcend the sky and see heaven through it. My God! So, my God! (laughs) So he wrote. So you could you could adapt the writings of that he did with the with with the music of Beethoven, for instance, and a beautiful uh, video or something that you could have about nature and this would be a trilogy of his writings and the music
0: an and,
2: and the video uh, It would be almost yeah. heaven for yeah. us.
0: But we'll come back and talk more about this wonderful book and this experience of spirituality here as we get closer not only to the end of the world <laughs> so called, but to Christmas time so back in just a moment I'm thinking with somebody else's head on the Stop Radio Network
1: Thank you for listening to the most relevant conversations in the world about stopping the destruction of ourselves and the planet. This is the STOP Radio Network.
2: I remember the book, Glorification, that Dr. Kepi wrote. I was with him many of the nights or days where he got those inspirations from God, and it was a necessity for him to write what he received. So the book was totally written under inspiration. But it's not only a theological book. It's mostly a scientific book, very therapeutic book, very beautiful, by the way. And he used to wake up during the night, two, three in the morning. And he said, let's go to the top of the mountain. And we were watching the sky in this dark night with no interference, so you could transcend the sky and see heaven through it. My God, you could adapt the writings that he did with the music of Beethoven, and this would be a trilogy of his writings and the music. It would be heaven.
0: Norberto Kepi's glorification, available in the bookstore at stop.org.br.
1: Don't ruin what is good if you want a good life. Norberto Kepi.
2: Disinverting the human being and society. This is the
0: Stop Radio Network. Our program is thinking with somebody else's head, named after a discussion I had with the Cesar Sauce that we are affected by the thinking of people, and we don't even know that. So we're thinking with the philosophies and heads of other people, and we're, in this program, trying to orient us to a correct way of thinking. I'm with Claudia Bernhard Pacheco, and uh, you were, as you were talking about your experience with Dr. Kepi writing this book, w- you know, when we, when I read this book, it's a beautiful book, I'm going to read some parts from it in a minute, but when uh, I read this book, I had no idea that it was written in the way that you described it, going to the top of a mountain, looking at the stars, feeling the universe, feeling the It was like a,
2: a romanticism that was not... Um a romanticism between mm, man and woman yep. it was much more than that it was a friendship or a link to people being together um uh, under the spell could you say this yeah sure of the love of god yeah. so we together for the love of God,
0: There's not, loving this is, him. This is, is, is not a new experience for me to, to know about. There was a mystic in the 12th century, I think, a saint, who wrote who, went, who wrote about his love of God. and He wrote a beautiful poem about that. that was turned into a piece of music by Lorena McKennett, and I'm searching for the title. I can't remember it now. Dark night of the soul, I think, and it's a poem that he wrote of his love for God. And you know, when we think of this, a man showing love for God, for example, it seems like, oh my God! But this is so beautiful what you're describing. What is. about a
2: couple? And yeah, what Shall about a couple? even even better? Even better. This should be the case of all couples. Yeah, this it's like living a dream, dream of love for God. This is being in heaven. Incredible having the opportunity to be in heaven at least for (laughs) periods (laughs) when you are not disturbed by other interferences.
0: Yes. Should I take something from this book while we're thinking of it?
2: Yes. Mm. I see that, uh, for instance, lately, uh, uh, some researchers of the University of California in San Diego, they were able to prove that our brain they have a kind of harmonic activity in terms of even music harmony in the waves of the brain and the neuro uh, the, the, it's like a cerebral music as they they call it comparing the music of the hemispheres to this uh music of the spheres or sp- you know that yeah. that a few astronomers um, claimed to hear when they studied the, u- the universe, mm. and that there is a music and a harmony in our brains too, in our neurons too, like the stars. So we come from the stars. We come from the same source. And they found out that when there is an interference in this harmony caused by anything, and they say schizophrenics have this cacophonia,
0: uh-huh. You know, cacophony.
2: Cacophony. Yeah. Nothing is. Dodecaphonia uh, yeah. in music. Yeah. So, when there is no harmony, schizophrenia is there. So, statics is the basis of the universe. Yeah. And it's not possible for a person to be balanced and healthy if they enjoy cacophonia. Cacophony. And dodecaphonia.
0: And dode- de- dodecaphonic music.
2: Yeah. This. Kills the brain.
0: Yeah, this is right. There's a very interesting documentary about that, looking at 20th century music, which of course is much, we could say, much inferior to what was produced in the eighteen seventeen, eighteen hundreds. 1800s. But uh, looking at uh, some music of some popular composers that reintroduced the harmony that was being stripped away by these dodecaphonic people.
2: And And, you know the result can be... Like, the more and more we, we are stick to cell phones and to internet. computers and Internet, and this dissolves the magnetism of the brain. It um, breaks apart the magnetism of the brain, because our brain works with magnetic waves, mostly. So when we get too much involved with this kind of digital Yep. Kind of communication yep. We break apart or We break down The harmony The sound The music The balance uh, The health of our brains And our neurons And the results are like this That lately More and more people manifest uh, A weird behavior When they are sleeping They can like Have some Corporeal body activities, like totally disconnected from their brain when they are sleeping, like sonambulismo Yeah, like walking and walking in their sleep. This kind of Sonambulism. thing. Somnambulism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, more and more people do this. They they, not that they wake up. They stand up from yeah. bed yeah. and they go. They take this the, their cell phones and they say, send. Texts, messages
0: while they're sleeping.
2: While they're sleeping, <laughs> and yeah. w- nonsense ones like the weird and disconnected words, and they don't remember the day after. Like uh, another syndrome, which is called uh, when they feed, like um, night f- kind of feeding or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. when they are asleep and they go down to the kitchen to get something to eat. But they are they do this while they are sleeping sleeping. and they wake up and they see all this mess in the kitchen the day after and they say oh my god what is this they don't remember they do sex when they are sleeping too and sometimes the people wake up like with a symptom that as if something blew up exploded in their minds like a bomb like a siren like um like a buzina
0: a horn a horn, horn of a
2: car and i myself woke up a few times hearing the telephone ringing but no there was not telephone ringing at all but i heard clearly like a telephone ringing and and this this is something that through the bad habits we get We more and more um, disorganize our brain. Like I have to work all the time with Skype, with computer and with telephones because I attend many clients by telephone. So it's unavoidable it's unavoidable so we we cannot avoid being harmed no. by our environment this is so sad and and also uh, something that happens that is called apnea i don't know this word it's a scientific word Sleep when ap- apnea is it apnea yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. when you're sleeping and then you stop breathing yeah, and you wake up yeah this can last one minute 80 seconds sometimes, wow. and people don't die. They don't know why why they don't die, but they don't die. But what happens is that their brain goes apart from the body, and they cannot, like, feel consciously that they they stopped breathing. So it's a di- a disconnection, total separation, mind from body, and their minds. Uh, they stay as if everything was normal. This is like a uh, uh, um, beyond, like out of the body experience. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, a spiritual experience, a small experience similar to this after death mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. And people can really die, and they don't realize they are dead already. Sometimes because they were sleeping and they had a, a re- rest as they call respiratory yes. Uh, arrest. Yes. And But this happens more and more with more people, like ha- being 20 seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 80 seconds without breathing. And then when the mind and the soul comes back to the body, they will wake up.
0: Incredible. Yeah. So you, what you're saying something now, I think it's very uh, interesting to me, Claudia, because it's like this... Um, Digital world that we we praise ourselves so much for having developed is really causing a lot of harm. And yes, it is. And uh, this is something that we need to return to an analog world as much as we can, because like you said, I'm, I'm totally on the computer all the time too. I produce our radio programs. We need digitally. more magnetism. We need more magnetism, which is
2: the basis of life. Yeah, and less el- electronics, yeah. electrical yeah. energy. Yeah, which is a byproduct or. a of magnetism. So we have
0: to return to our idea of recording this program in analog form and putting it on the computer to edit it. Will Lejeune we'll, has been talking to me about that for a year, and there's got to be some way to do that—to record our program as an actual analog recording. So we have it magnetized, <laughs> and then putting it in the computer to do the editing and all that Beautiful. stuff. That'd, that'd be something. But you
2: see in those old movies, like I, yeah. I've seen one about Christmas, some tales of Dickens, Charles Dickens.
0: Love Dickens.
2: So beautiful. He he was amazing. So beautiful, and so at that time people had less TV, less no TV, no TV yet, yeah,
0: no digital, no no no, MP3,
2: yeah, and they were much happier and much more magnetic and happy was happiness was happiness, sadness was sadness, Uh, and much less mental. Disturbances.
0: Of course, there was a huge amount of misery caused by the socially powerful, but in this sense of uh, the true values of life, they were very strong there.
2: Until the um, 60s or 70s, last century, there was almost no case found in kids, in children up to seven years old, of mental sickness. Wow. It was such an exception to find a child with uh, like uh, under 10 years old. They, they didn't ever get sick, mentally sick. They could manifest sadness. They could manifest anger. They could manifest love. Uh, but sickness like depression, anxiety, agitation... Autism. This almost didn't happen, and now you see how many children take Prozac and other kind of uh, drugs to to help parents to control the situation that is totally outside of control. And all these kids are linked to the net, to this digital kind of machines. So people don't mention this more because. This is a huge market and huge economic power.
0: Yes, enormous. And all of these geniuses of the Internet world are supported by this trilateral group that wants to... Maybe we are in time
2: already to read an excerpt. And I'm sure people who are too much out of their magnetic level... uh, as this doctor says this is linked to the diencephalus to the this a kind of communication is very much diencephalic the emotional feelings people don't want to feel and they are becoming incapable to feel yes. they are becoming like everybody's becoming like a psychopath yeah because they are incapable more and more to feel emotions to feel love to feel affection to be joyful to even to feel anger they sometimes uh, manifest and they are involved and dominated by anger. But you know that feeling, I don't like that person because of this or that, this anger is like an explosion in them. Sometimes they explode out of nothing yeah. and, uh, and yeah. anger attacks. Uh, but I think that if we still have listeners that have some degree of magnetism, they can enjoy this excerpt.
0: Christ brought the most optimistic message of all. I'm going to speak here of the Christ who is unknown, or better, the God who is unknown, because of our mortal envy. The envy which not only leads us to deny him, but even worse, prevents us from recognizing him as he truly is. We now have the contribution of science to open our eyes to a dimension that religion and the philosophies separately have not managed to perceive. I want to speak about the true Christ, the Lord of the earth, the planets and the stars the owner of all that exists, he who has not one iota of error or deceit, he who is total happiness and joy, which our unbounded envy prevents us from seeing. I want to speak of that being, who, because he's so immense and generous and good, came to earth to show us that we live in one kingdom only, which is His. The most optimistic message that humanity has ever received is that of Christ. It's incredible how He surmounted with the greatest ease all of the things that cause human beings so much anxiety. He overcame the errors human beings make. He triumphed over death with resurrection. He achieved a vast, universal communion among men and women. But principally, he demonstrated God's love in considering us as his children and heirs, in considering us as the owners, together with him, of all goodness, of all things that exist, and of life itself. He is a flame of affection, An infinite being whose full dimension our eyes can never perceive. Whose music our ears cannot wholly capture. Whose fragrance we cannot fully detect. Whose delights reserved especially for us we cannot completely feel or taste. Interestingly enough, he has put all of this at our disposal because he loves us. We need only to accept it. Merry Christmas from all of us at the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd Jones. That's our final program for 2012. Talk to you in 2013. Have a great Christmas and a best of the new year to you. Bye bye for now. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome to the Stop Radio Network. We broadcast from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And our programs, Thinking with Somebody Else's Head and Healing Through Consciousness, offer the most relevant conversations around about the state of our world and what we can do to make it better. Thanks for tuning in.
1: In a
2: world where women have struggled to discover themselves and their true purpose, she started to reject herself, her essence. She started to see in herself, in her femininity, something inferior. Comes a book that frees them to be what they were destined to be. A woman is a link between man and God because of the intuitive and spiritual aspect and the feeling. Claudia Pacheco's Women on the Couch, an incisive analysis of women's psychology that lays out what's gone wrong. We have this big inversion inside of ourselves that lead us to think that being a woman is not good, is inferior. We don't want to serve. We don't want to be submissive to God, to beauty, to truth, to goodness. And how women can get back on track. But I understand that the only way for us to free ourselves is to serve, to be useful, and to grow. Claudia Pacheco's
1: Women on the Couch, an analysis of female psychopathology. Available in the bookstore at HealingThroughConsciousness.com
0: This is thinking with somebody else's
2: head. Richard. Yes,
0: I'm buckled in, I have my seatbelt on, I'm prepared. Every once in a while, when we most need it.
2: This subject that concerns the spiritual life attract the biggest attention.
0: Comes the scientific and spiritual wisdom to change the world.
2: All of us, we are inverted, we are upside down. We see good as evil and evil as good. We see honesty as foolishness and dishonesty as smartness.
0: I think what we're looking to do, I'm thinking, with somebody else's head, is really offer a perspective on the world that's been lacking. Our link with Dr. Kepi science gives us the tools to treat the problems of the world in a way no one else can do. That makes our program extremely relevant and profoundly therapeutic.
2: And Kepi brings a light on this that the being in itself is good beautiful and truthful evil sickness suffering restriction is just a denial of the true being inspired from the landmark science of
0: analytical trilogy comes a radio program that explores the true human spirit the most profound understanding of the human being in the world today
2: so we are opening the gates for the fifth empire which will be the true empire for humanity wise Humble and very energetic, a true cosmic civilization.
0: Consciousness that will return humanity to its true origin, thinking with somebody else's head, with Richard Lloyd Jones and Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco, opening our eyes to the full dimension of human possibility.
2: If we have 20% of people becoming conscious and opening their minds, their inner lives, you will see what power of consciousness is. To know thyself, as Socrates intended, depends on our awareness of envy. Norberto Keppi. Disinverting the human being and society. This is the Stop Radio Network.